welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John. With me, as always, is Mandy. Hello. And we are watching something that we picked up on DVD today. Something that I was super excited about because I've been wanting to watch this movie because I love Sean Patrick Flannery. It, interesting thing is, is that I remember watching the trailer uh, like every 10 seconds on YouTube. Really? Yeah, there was like a bunch of commercials oh. for it. And I think that was closer towards its actual release date because it did get... A theatrical release. It made like a $1.3 million. That's it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was really hoping it would be more. It was the 10th highest grossing movie of that week, apparently. So. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, Well, I mean, that shows you how much competition there was because that's that's like low numbers, but it was like number 10 on there. Okay. Well, we're we're actually watching uh, 2023's Nefarious. Yeah. This one I I didn't realize was actually uh, based on a novel. I didn't either. Yeah. So this one is directed by uh, Chuck Konzelman. I'm going to go ahead and say it that way because I, I don't know like that's Konzelman. the correct way. Yeah. And then Carrie Solomon, who has a name that I can easily pronounce. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, but they both directed... Two, this is my favorite one. Because <laughs> hilariously, these are the writers from God's Not Dead 1 and 2. Which right. is the one where the, the kid, like, you know dies and sees Jesus and all that kind of stuff. It also has Kevin Sorbo in it. Well, yes, I knew yeah. I knew Kevin Sorbo was in it. I, I just love that. But their first like the, the the movie that they have on their like 2006 directing uh is called The Insatiable. And it's a guy witnesses a vampiress, uh which I always thought was kind of weird to say, but it's a, it's a lady vampire. Devour a bum and becomes so infatuated with her that he tracks her down and traps her in the basement so she can't Kill again. So he's gonna, he's gonna, uh, you know, uh, he is going to reform the feral cat. Yes. Well, I, I was actually gonna say he's gonna, uh, force her to starve. I think he wants to sleep with the vampire. Is the whole thing. Well, but if she doesn't eat, he's she's gonna uh, starve. I, you know. Anyways, I, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't make sense for me in the first place. I, I always thought that it was funny when it's like, oh yes, vampires are very sexual. It's like. Blood pressure is required to do a lot of things in the human body, so if there is not, if they're not heart is not beating. There's no blood pressure, and that's kind of weird. They also did the unplanned in 2019, uh, so they're kind of got like they had a have a like a they've got a niche that they're in now. Right. But before it was like, yeah, let's do that. Like yandere, uh, you know, guy <laughs> sees a vampire and he keeps her in the in the. It's a pet carrier or something like Jesus. that. It's just terrible. But uh, it was also written by them. Right. Uh, as well as Steve Deace. Deace. Looks like Deace. Uh, yeah. Uh, who Deace. is the guy, the, the actual novel uh, writer, uh, who did that in 2016. And the original novel is called A Nefarious Plot. Ah, okay. Yes. So this one is very interesting. You did say that it was one particular person that you were very interested yes, in seeing. Yes, Sean Patrick Flannery. Y'all will know him as Connor uh, from the Boondock Saints movies, of course, which is, you know, actually the first time that I had witnessed his acting Oh, yeah. Skills. Uh, I didn't realize he was powder. He's powder in powder. Oh. In, in, in the 1995 powder. Oh. Though, like, so remember, like, back in 1995, we had that... And we had Michael come out with John Travolta where he was the angel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had, like, a whole bunch of, like, weird, like, something odd is going on. And then it turns out that there's some sort of supernatural character, but maybe not supernatural. And Powder was about, like, a kid who was, like, I think he had zero pigmentation. 
and that was like the thing, but he was also an alien child, and it came out around the same time as Village of the Damned. Oh, I had never heard of Powder before. So, really? Yeah. Oh, that was a big thing. I've never heard of that oh, movie Oh, Powder before. was huge. You might have heard of Suicide Kings, because Suicide yeah, Kings Suicide was, Kings I ever. I love that movie. I've never seen that, but uh, I've heard of it. It is a bunch of dudes uh, steal um, the guy who everybody tries to make the, uh, the, the, uh, hello, that guy. Yeah, see, you can't remember his name either. Hello, my name is... The, I got a fever. And that guy. What <laughs> cowbell? Uh, Christopher Walken. There, there we go. go. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I had to come at it sideways. But, so, if this is the one that I'm thinking of, it may not be necessarily that one. But it was a great movie. And I really hate it because it also came around the same time as The Virgin Suicides. Or not The Virgin Suicides. Uh, Might have been The Suicide Kings. It's a Japanese movie. And I just remember they used a woodworking plane. Where, you know, you know, you, you, you scrape the, uh, the, the, like, the, the thin layer off of, of a piece of wood. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They did that to somebody's back. Uh, oh, God. And it was, it was uh. this... This whole thing, like, so this guy founds this, and it looks like, oh, like it the hell so uh, tortilla roll. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Like when you, when you make the tortilla rolls, it's got the like the ham and the uh, uh, the no. black olives Why and the cream cheese. No, no. So it was like that, but it was a roll of skin, uh, and it was also like I remember it started out where like all these people were like. Uh, all these people jumped in front of a train. Okay, which I feel weird is because like they're they're jumping in front of the train. So you got people from the left to the right. The train is coming from the the right, and it's all hauling into the station in Japan. Well, the problem with that is is that I think it's stopping there. It's stopping in that that train station. So the people on the left hand side have a really good chance of surviving because the the train is slowing down in the first place. Mm. But uh, they all jump onto that. They get hit. I remember one, there was like 15 people. They all decided that they were going to kill themselves. So they go up to the top of the, the school and like, like 13 of them jump off and they're all happy. And it's a little bit like, uh, what was that? Oh, the, the happening? One with, the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a little like that. And then like, there's like one dude who's like, what is happening? I didn't expect this. And then some girl's like, no, we got to jump off. And she like grabs him and throws him. He's like, what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> Oh, it, it, it was a great one, but so it had the same name as the Suicide Kings, and I love that movie. But I kept getting those movies whenever I would like, oh hey, the library, and I'd like order it on the library, and it would come in, and I'd be like, this is the wrong, this is the wrong movie. I could never find that damn Japanese movie again. If you can find that movie where the, there's like a big pyramid head looking dude scraping ladies off, like backs off with a a, a, a plane. Please don't, please you don't know, send it to him because he's going to make me watch it. I'm going to make her watch it. That just sounds so disgusting. So if you want her to watch it, you got to send it now. But uh, so it was a great movie. I love that one. Anyway, so yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery, super awesome. Yes. Uh, we also have Jordan Belif, Belfi, Belfi? Was Belfi. That? Belfi. Uh, who was in 14 episodes of the TV show Entourage, 10 episodes of All American, and recently he was in an episode of 2023's uh, The Good Doctor. Yes. So he's still acting, well, which good. is good for him. Good for him. Uh, we got Tom Omer. I mean, obviously he's still acting because, I mean, this just came out. Yes, this all came out very cool. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, some people will do like things where it's like, oh yeah, let me go ahead and act once. Like here and there. Yeah. yeah okay, but okay. he's still in like, I mean, he's that's like NBC or CBS or something like that. It's, it's a mainstream show. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was that? New Jerusalem, New Amsterdam that came out. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. 
or what was that terrible one where it was like, oh yeah, let's let's do a movie about a, a tier one trauma center down south of Texas. We're the closest trauma center in 50 counties. Oh and I go, oh my god, you were so mad about that. And I go, really? Jesus. Just like, and they were like, yeah, let's go ahead and drink on the roof. I'm like, first off, it's 112 outside, so you are you boiling hot right Bite now. my ass thinking that you're okay bite, on that. Bite my ass? Yeah, you, you're going to go ahead and go up to this, uh, <laughs> this, you know, four stories high with nothing around it because you think that San Antonio <laughs> isn't the seventh largest city in America, you dicks. Uh, but you're going to go ahead and do this in like 96, 97 degree heat at one o'clock in the morning. Bite me. Uh, but then we also have uh, Tom Omer, uh, who is in uh, 25 episodes of the true crime show Corrupt Crimes. Seven episodes of Days of Our Lives, but not the fun ones because there was only the fun ones back in 1993. And that was when Marlena became possessed by the devil. And the only thing that you could deal with it was with a flute. Ah. And Stefano was there. Because he's always there. He's a <laughs> son of a bitch. That's Stefano. I remember when they changed over to like one dude and I was like, who the fuck is this? And I'm talking to my mom and my mom's like, I don't even pay enough attention to this show. <laughs> I was like, no, he's different. He's different. This yeah, is wrong. No, mom, this is wrong. Uh, he was also the narrator for six episodes of I Met My Murderer Online. Oh. Which sounds like the TikTok dating scheme right there. It really does. Uh, we also have Glenn Beck, who is a media pundit. We had a couple other people on there, but pretty much everybody is just like a couple of folks. I'm glad Sean Patrick Flannery is in this. I mean, he's... You know I'm what, excited though? about it. I've been keeping track with Sean Patrick Flannery because I, I genuinely... He, he, he just like, seems like such a cool guy. He's kind of like Devin Sawa. And you're he's, like, you just kind of want to hang out with well, him. Well, I actually am not following Devin Sawa well, on you're not, Facebook. Oh, However... Why would you? Like, uh, you, you saw him in Black... Uh, Black Friday, and it you know I would that would turn me off I think too. He's in Chucky now too, so oh, poor or at bastard. least he was. Um, but Sean Patrick Flannery has been doing like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like he's like a triple black belt or like he could kill somebody with his toe. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Jason David Scott or what was it, Jason David Lee? Who who is uh, the Green Ranger? Oh, um, yeah, that guy, Jason the Green David Ranger. Frank. Yeah. 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 Oh, that made me sad. His movie is coming out, so if you have a chance, go ahead and check out what happened. I I feel terrible about the guy because that that dude believed, like he he really was a dude who, who worked very hard. Mm -hmm. But and from uh, what I understand, he was very very nice. He was a he was a super nice dude. We we know a, a person who met him at one point, and apparently he was apparently super, she used to hang out with him all yeah, the time. Yeah, but, but um, he just is also coming out with that last movie that mm -hmm. he made. So. At least we get to see a little bit more of that, so yeah, too. Power Rangers. Go see it. <laughs> so I'm excited about this one, though. This one is, uh, you know, let's let's read the background for this, because this is kind of funky. Do they not have a trailer? Uh, I, I'm sure it does. I think I don't, they do. Don't, don't read the wanna, background. I don't want to do the trailer for it. No, don't read the background. We'll just we'll just pause it here, and then we'll go watch it. You can play the trailer. <sighs> this is on DVD, so we are watching this as a physical media. Always get your media on uh, physical media. And thank God it was an actual press CD and not like one of those DVRs that we keep getting. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be right back and we'll let you know how it is. Do you think I'm evil? Evil isn't a clinical diagnosis. I'd like to ask about why you brought me here today. Do you believe in demonic possession? No. Well, you won't believe anything we're about to tell you.
And give me something to make me believe you. Okay. Let me inhabit you. And we're back. We are back. Ugh. Really? That was heavy. It, it was. It was it's very a, heavy. It is a very dense and very heavy movie. It um it reminds me a lot of the Seventh Seal, uh, from I want to say it was the '88. Uh, it's that kind of kind of vibe. This is a very uh, Christian movie, uh, which makes sense because it's the same guys who did uh, God's Not Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, although I really want to see that, that weird vampire movie that they made. I'm like, what's going on in there? What's, that, what's happening there? But uh, this one is had a lot of like it's like I said, it was very dense. It's got Sean Patrick Flannery doing a really good job. A lot of monologuing. That was one of the things that I, I noticed. He's, he's having to talk for a good long time. And he he's the character of Nefarious first. And then he plays the... Um, Edward Wayne Brady. Yeah, Edward Wayne Brady. Which I could not take that name. Because every time I'm just like, is he going to have to choke a bitch? Oh wait, that's what he did. He did choke a bitch. So yeah. Edward Wayne Brady did choke a bitch. Uh, we actually saw it in this movie. <laughs> Uh, but we also have to deal with uh, James Martin, who reminds me a little bit of the guy from Dharma and Greg, because he's a little bit like that guy. But he also reminds me of the guy from the very first season of Channel Zero, oh. like the whole time, because mm-hmm. he's just kind of meh. He's like, what? Like the whole time, just like looking at stuff. He's like, like the Dollar General knockoff of the Great Value knockoff of the Hill County Fair knockoff of the uh, guy, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the two eyes, the deputy so-and-so, that oh. guy. Oh, okay. What was his name? I don't remember oh. what his name is. Dude from, dude from uh, It, so if you remember that guy, the poor guy who gets stabbed in the mouth. It and uh, Sinister. Yep. Um, was he in Sinister? Sinister, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we, we basically, we start off with a, a dude who just, <laughs> we could tell that it, it was a... Demonism. So this is, it's really funny. I actually had Mandy listen to the audiobook version of 1408, which also had uh, the the way that you knew the uh, the influences, uh, the, the non-human influences were coming through was by tilted paintings. Uh, and in this uh, portion, it's a Dr. Hofstetter or something like that. Some other doctor. Uh, oh, Fisher, uh, who uh, had his... Uh, um, is like is his lambskin it's uh, his turned, degree yeah is, is twisted to the side uh, and then he tw- keeps tweaking it keeps tweaking it nothing happens and then he gets up and he goes into the elevator and it's tweaked off to the side uh, and then he jumps off a building which I think was a little extreme but you know in his defense right after uh, the degree went back to straight which kind of reminded me a little bit of devil mm. a little bit on there mm-hmm but then we have Sean Patrick Flannery and hanging out with um, uh, the guy. I want to say his name was. Where's my? I have no idea. There it is. Uh, that would be uh, Doctor James Martin, who's the Jordan uh, Belfi guy. Yes. Uh, so. So it, we actually we see we see Jordan Belfi or or Doctor Martin. We see him first because he's driving to the prison yes. and he's listening to his radio. We hear about how, you know, um, Sean Patrick Flannery's character, um, has killed a whole bunch of people and how they're waiting for this guy to die. Cause he's just so horrible stuff like that. So he pulls up to the prison 
in Oklahoma, which is a little odd to me because this was very, I I don't know. I guess I I don't have a whole lot of movies shot in Oklahoma. Like there sure. like there there was a giant mound of something off to one side that looked like a weird dung beetle ball, and I guess that was a like a mountain or something Hill, like they had probably. or something. Yeah, and hell. then it was just like yeah, Oklahoma, and I was like okay, so cool. Um, so he pulls up to the prison and they do the, you know, the routine search. They ask him if he has any uh, drugs, g- weapons, anything else like that on him. Which I don't know why they ask this question if later on it doesn't matter. Well, so the, it's it's the, the standard thing that you always ask people. But well, it, again, uh, the, the random cop. I know. Who later that has that, it, that shouldn't that, have that happened was, in the first good. place. I, I did like that they were like rummaging around in his, his back of his car in too. his trunk yeah like i'm like wouldn't he park outside of the the prison facility and then walk in like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense like there's got to be a, a a normal like entrance not like hey i know you want to park in here don't worry we've got an inside the prison wall but uh you know don't get too close to it because mm-hmm. uh, we need to check under your stuff it, it is it is odd so um uh dr martin actually does go in and this is wherever we see um, Sean Patrick Flannery's character, um, Nefarious, right? Is what his name, or no, no, not Nefarious. It's, it's Nef- uh, Nefariamus or something like that. Yes. Amos. So yes. it's, it's basically, he's Nefarious. He's the demon Nefarious. Yes. So, um, or Edward, you know, Edward. Um, so he's talking to him. Basically the whole reason why Dr. Martin is there is so that way he could give him a psychiatric evaluation and see if he is indeed insane or sane. If he is sane, then he can be committed for murder. So I'm sorry, he can be executed. executed yes. Yeah. Um, if he's if he's insane, then he can't. You, yeah. ha- you have to be, you have to have known exactly what you were doing in order to be killed. Well, so you know the executed. thing. The thing it, it, here is it's it's like putting you know your tic tac toe piece in the center of the board. It doesn't matter which way somebody will go with this one because you could have you could easily say that because he says that he's uh sane or, or insane uh then he writes the book and he has it published later by himself and mm-hmm. he probably could have done that but he doesn't uh he, he the 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 devil or the 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 demon that's inside of him is very kind of tweaked out very has a has a stutter the entire time now and I, I know we were trying to figure out which version was was Edward and I think the only way that we kind of figure it out is um the the way that you can tell it's Edward is he's like Kind of like a child. It's like, no, I didn't do it. Like the whole time with his, his thumb up against his forehead. Meanwhile, Nefarious is just angry. Like the whole time. Mostly because he's probably having to deal... Like if you look at it from the demon's point of view, he's having to deal with these dumbasses while he's trying to do this one thing I'd rather, and everybody's rather, being an asshole. I'd rather not. So I know. I mean, if you, you take it from a, a an interesting... Like there's, there's a lot of theological uh, questions that you could be asking on this one. Really, the whole point is just to sit there while the demon makes these theological questions. It's my dinner with, you know, Satan, basically. Or or was it uh, Tuesday morning? I can't remember. My dinner with Andre was the one I was trying to go for. But um, it's it's that kind of vibe. Now, it's interesting, some of the stuff that's in here. This is a very heavy movie. Uh, If you have people who are not... uh, don't do well with theological questions or theology in general, you're probably not going to want to watch this around them. I recommend this movie uh, to have people watch uh, for, for several different reasons. One it's it's the dichotomy of good and evil. You get to see, uh, you know, the, the fact that man 
uh, has the the it's the whole the the greatest trick the devil ever did was uh, convince cur- you that he's not real. Yeah, uh, but if you look at from a, a just purely like let's stick it with it with just being a purely acting uh, point of view. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is doing a very good job, unless he's got that that twitch. Like he if needs, he's got that no, twitch on there, he doesn't. But he right. needs to win some awards because I mean. He did a good job. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like the 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 acting credit alone is is again phenomenal. Like, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Tom Sizemore in this one a little bit. Like the the best Tom Sizemore, you know, acting kind of chops on this where he's got that like kind of just like are you kidding me? You know, kind of like that sardonic like just solid no, you know, f's given kind of vibe. But he was doing a great job. I mean, he really did a good good job especially selling some of the things that are on there um i will say the the first one the the whole conceit for this is that uh martin uh dr martin is a uh is an atheist and the whole point for the demon is the demon's been watching him apparently for so long that he was able to get uh dr martin's like childhood picture yeah like the sears like cutouts like wardrobe cutouts that he had or something like that that was weird he has later on there's this big book filled with like all this this knowledge of dr martin's like life and i was like i feel very uncomfortable about that and and essentially what happens is whenever he first talks to dr martin he tells him you know i've been watching you for a long time like i wanted you to come here because you're gonna help me and Dr. Martin's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to try my best to help you by not getting your, you know, by finding you, uh, you know, whether you deserve to be executed or not. Like, did we're going to get down to it. Did this kind of remind you of the cleansing hour? No. Really? Mm-mm. Ah, what about uh, Interview with the Vampire? Mm, no. Really? Mm-mm. You just, this movie reminded you of nothing. I mean... Seventh sale. I think I was anything. Uh, you were just too focused into I, it. I was super focused. You, you, you know what though? This probably I, affected you a lot. I know that you were super focused because you did not talk through a lot of it. Well, there wasn't a whole lot to for me to be able to get in edgewise. I would have been talking over Sean Patrick Flannery the entire time because he could not stop. My God, that poor man! Like somebody get him a, a glass of water. But uh, I just—that's I, how I know that you that you were digging it because well, you did I, not I talk very much. You know, it was it was an interesting kind of thing. They also did. Uh, was it? Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I started calling him SPF in my notes because <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery. I mean, SPF. if you want to call him SPF. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, he straight out keeps pulling the the whole "I'm a demon, I'm a demon." Like he's literally telling the doctor that he's a demon, and he does pull off some demonic stuff. I think at some point you would kind of want to believe him and probably call that priest in because he does at the very beginning he pulls a priest in there after uh, uh the uh the demon's like hey i'm a demon he's like okay cool here's a priest and the demon freaks the fuck out he really does like like no get out of here get get out yeah, of here we get, don't want you here get out of here shepherd and then the 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 priest you know kind of says we don't really believe in demons which is not true at all uh, it, a lot of so one of the things, especially within certain uh, sects of the, the Christian church, uh, they are. Uh, demons are not real. They're metaphors for for our lives and stuff like that. That has been being pushed a lot lately. Well, and so that, that's apparently what, what the priest was, was telling. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of, if you look at it from a demon perspective, you know, if you're, you're dealing with demons, that it would be perfect. Because then you're, you know, it's, it's the line that he says a little bit uh, later on where he's like... Um, 
Uh, what was it? It was... Uh, was it the poser one? No, I did like that when he kept calling. He called, you brought that poser in here and tell him about the priest. But no, it's the, I didn't know I was in a fight. It's just like, we're ready for round uh, two there, Jimmy. And he goes, like, I didn't know this was a fight. And he's like, that's why you're losing. And that's the whole point was, yeah. was he's trying to say that humans have have lost their ability to uh, to recognize evil, and that's why uh, demons are winning. Mm-hmm. He also gives a kind of a cute, stupid way for for the, the whole fall of, of demons, which, if correct, is sad, uh, in the sense that uh, demons got mad because they had, uh, um, d- they were angels with free will, was their, their thing. So, the, the way that I've understand cosmology is that, um, whoop, new, moving on the chair um was that you had the angels they couldn't do anything they they had their role and then one of them rebelled well it was humanity that popped up and humanity had free will that's their 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 big claim to fame uh but in this one it's saying that the demons also had uh their uh their free will which is why they cause problems because they want to hurt god they want to make god feel bad uh for not doing stuff for that i don't really that was the part where it kind of fell apart well because the the demons are are angry because of the fact that he gave humans free will but the demons couldn't but the demons had one chance and then if they fucked up then that was it well uh, you know rather than humans who could repent and then they would still be okay okay that was the part because he didn't really go into the repent part that's why i was like okay i think he did not but not super much but it was it was interesting on there uh so so I did like that he was freaking out, and then he started laughing at the priest. Uh, we get into the point now where the demon explains that uh, Martin is going to kill three people, and I or murdered three people before he leaves the day, and I, I didn't like that. Because technically, he walked in with one and a half murders at that point. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, oh. he... Euthanasia with the, the mom. So apparently, uh, Martin's mom had a terminal illness and about $3.6 million... Uh, and Martin was tired, at least from the demon's sayings. We don't really get a whole bunch of, of feel for Martin on that point. But, because uh, he's not like, no, no, I love my mother. You know, we didn't get anything like that, you know, on there. We didn't we didn't have him re- rebuke or, you know, like, say anything against the fact that he was like, yes, I killed my mom. Yeah, it was more like, so what's your point? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, and. Uh, but apparently, uh, he euthanized his mom and... He got her money, and that is the murder. That's the first murder on there. For euthanasia. Yeah. Yes. Which I I would have liked a line in Assisted there. Assisted suicide yeah. is what he, he called it. I, I would have liked in there um, a line saying that she couldn't make a decision for herself, so that at that point it was euthanasia, like it was murder. But, because uh, then it would be murder. Uh, assisted suicide and it's the suicide person like that's that's on theirs it's not on you hmm. but if it was martin's choice and and it had to have been murder then it had to have been where she wasn't compass mentis at that point this movie takes a whole takes place a whole lot in just one location which is in the um the cell not the cell but the um like uh, like visitor... the meeting room or something yeah, yeah. A, a common area and, Sorry, and they, the common gave, area. they for some reason gave edward a gigantic chain like, it was huge. Did you see? Like, he had enough, like, chain to, to do all this stuff. Even fall way far away from the uh, thing. And, that, of course, he had, at that point, uh, he, the uh, the chain, he only had one cuff in there. But I'm just saying, maybe, like, two links? You know, he doesn't really need to move all that much. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I, I hate to be the asshole. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't need to really go anywhere after that point. Uh, we do... We get that explanation. He starts to freak out. And at that point, Martin decides, no, I think you're you're not sane. I think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pisses the demon off to the point where the demon goes through the rigmarole. Uh, Martin's girlfriend is having an abortion during right, this period of right time. Right then. Like, yep. right as they were speaking. So, his girlfriend's having an abortion and he's in here talking with, you know... A killer, yeah. trying to determine if he's fit to be executed or not, instead Which, of being with his girlfriend, who what is, a dick, who is having an abortion. Well, he doesn't like her in the first place, is what we can kind of we glean from what he's the, gonna uh, he's the, gonna break up. Yeah, with he's her. gonna break yeah. up with her after the the abortion. What a dick! Uh, but uh, the uh, the interesting thing to me is that the demon even does this whole bit about like you could go ahead and stop it. I'm like, I don't, I I guarantee you, there's absolutely no way. That he could have stopped it at that point. You know, just walking outside, he would have been trying to get the phone, trying to fumble it, trying to get the number out, Mm -hmm. all that other kind of stuff. But you wonder if maybe all that stuff would have been avoided if he had actually gotten through right then and there. Maybe. What happens if the guy was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Or what if there was somebody there who could have given him permission to use that phone? Well, he was going all through this this whole bit about like, can you feel it? Can you feel it now? The, the demon Man, that the, part, that part gave me Doing the chills. whole Moloch part. Yeah. Yeah, you got an explanation about Moloch and throwing the, the babies onto the fire and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was like, okay, okay, that's that's a good one. Um, I, he, he had a lot of energy with that part. If you, you know, Sean Patrick Flannery really... If you're looking for, like, the Oscar-worthy moment from that one, which you'll never give it to a, a horror movie, especially not this one, because it's, it's uh, you know, Christian, it's got, you know, it, I'm sure Christian could, stuff on it. Yes. But if Christian you could movies. give one, if you could give one, I would give it to him for that one. I know he's going to give a horror movie for that one. Just he's, period, though. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, he did a great job on that one, but I'm just saying, like, that was the part where he went from zero to 60, the rest of the movie, he's a little tweaky, a little little kind of ups and downs. But that part, he has that whole energy. It's going up and up and up and up. And he's doing like the, the whole thing. And it's like, okay, now I believe you're a demon. Which is the same thing that happens to Martin. Uh, because he does realize at that point, yeah, no, this I'm probably dealing with a demon. Because mm-hmm. he, he goes outside and he has to have this uh, smoke and freak out. While he's outside, the demon tells the guards not to, to take... Uh, Edward's uh, oh my gosh order for food so whenever he turns into he changes I guess into Edward whenever Edward takes back over his body it's very sad like you genuinely feel for this person because they're crying constantly and they just seem very remorseful of everything and you know he's he's like do you have a this this guard comes in he says do you have a last food request and he's and he's crying the entire time and he just says you know I want I want a bacon double cheeseburger well done with fries and a chocolate, extra thick, extra chocolate, thick shake, chocolate yeah. shake, please. Like, it's it's important that you get this right, please. And so the guard writes everything down, starts to walk away, and then at that point, Nefarious takes over, and he says, you know what, never mind, I'm not hungry. I was like, oh, oh. And it was that's just, just... It was horrible. That's just mean. Like, at that point, I would still bring it... Like, the guard knows, like, what's been happening. He knows about this yeah. person. So at that point, I'd be like, you know what? No, I'm still going to bring you that stuff. But I, I feel at this point, you also have to understand that he doesn't, like, nobody likes him. Nobody oh, likes yeah. Edward because Nefarious is just an asshole. 
and he keeps doing things to cause more and more problems. There's a lot, a lot of this is a little fuzzy on there. You and have to kind of read to it. Edward too. Yeah. Like that's his main, that's nefarious. main thing is, and, and Dr. Martin even asked him about that. He's like, why do you do all this stuff? And he's like, oh, you know, usually I take over, uh, you know, during most times, but whenever there's like extreme pain, that's whenever I let Edward in. And because he likes to see him suffer and it's so, oh man. It is a thick movie. Like I, I don't think I can stress this enough. Like I did, I did like uh, Edward or James uh, the Martin coming back in. And he was just like, "How did you know my girlfriend was having an abortion?" I'm a demon. I'm like, at what point do you just kind of run with it? Like call the priest back in there, and it's like, uh, priest, I, I need you to to do. Like you have to do something. At at no point has there been ambiguity at this. He's constantly telling you he's a demon, and he's. He's manifesting abilities that he should not have. The abortion thing is kind of fuzzy, but some of the other stuff, the knowledge that he has is absolutely down to the wire. You, it's it's like okay, at what point do you believe Godzilla is walking down the road? Like, it's like yeah, well, there's a, there's a giant lizard coming down the road. Really? At what point do you realize? Yeah, okay, probably a giant lizard. It's probably not po- like possible, but it's coming, and maybe you should just deal with that shit. But nope, can't deal with that because I gotta look like Dharma and Greg. I was like, God damn it, man! And he's the the psychic, the 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 psychologist is such a little whiny bitch the entire time. I was getting so annoyed. I loved uh, Sean Patrick Flannery in this one. He was great. I just hated the fact that he was the demon. And whenever he wasn't the demon, he was this sad guy, and I felt so bad for that dude. Man, and then the tears like that he could like, uh, oh my gosh, which didn't make a whole lot of sense because if Edward knows that he is indwelt by a demon, couldn't he beg for a priest? Couldn't he beg for forgiveness? I mean, the whole point. But he also said he wouldn't let him. Well, you, the 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 demon does not have complete control over him, and he has the ability to to beg. I mean, that's the the door is always open, the way I'm understanding it, to to God's forgiveness. So why isn't he asking? It's like, well, I can't ask. It's like, well, what do you mean you can't ask? You know, I hate to be the person to say this. You've had twenty minutes to sit there and be like, you know, come on, man, say it. That was awful. I'm just saying, he's like crying. Do it. Be like the second he gets free reign. Beg for Jesus. I would. Jesus. Like, you know, there's no no screwing around. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to hell. It's like, well, if hell exists, therefore, you know, maybe this is this is that Plut- like Plutonian? I guess, I don't even know. Maybe that's it. This is that Plato kind of, theolo- like, you know, psychology thing. It's like, if, if A, then B. You know, well, if demons exist, then God exists. Mm-hmm. You know, so therefore. But, but, but um, Nefarious even says that at the very beginning. Because Martin's talking to him about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, so so you're telling me that as a demon, you believe in God?" And he's like, "Yes." Well, unfortunately, yes. Like, he is our creator. I did like the the he's an enemy, and I'm like, "Is he?" <laughs> well, for demons, yes. Well, yeah, no. I mean, well, yeah, but he's also the guy. Like, I mean, you know, it's 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 the 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 shrieking at like you know, oh yeah. You're a percentage of, you're, you're a tiny, tiny, you are finite compared to infinity. Therefore, yeah, you're going to win. No, no, you're not. Everything is just bitterness. This is like an angry uh, ex-wife trying to take your dog away from you. You know, and it's like, that, that's what this whole thing is. All of the demons in this, if you boil it down to that, that's what they are. 
They're angry ex-wives of God because he likes the kids better. <laughs> and that's basically kind of what we get. Uh, it all kind of culminates finally to the point where even, oh, poor bastard, uh, <laughs> the demon is breaking Edward's fingers and then having to reset them because otherwise uh, Sean is, or not Sean, um, uh, Martin. Martin is going to call for the, uh, the, the guards to bring him out. Uh, but basically, we finally get the explanation. Uh, the demon has written a manifesto, and what's going to happen here is that Martin is going to sell that book. He's gonna. This is this is uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. This is the uh, the you know you will stand above all the the seven kingdoms of the world uh, if you just get this printed. Is what the demon was supposed to be doing, uh, and and we find this book just covered in smears of just, I don't know what the hell, inside of Edward Wayne Brady's uh, cell. Mm -hmm. You know, along with the creepy book that has all the Martin pictures inside of it, which also I think is contraband. I think somebody should have seen that shit beforehand. But apparently this is a very, very lax prison, which we find out in a little bit. But uh, it's at that point that the demon is just like, uh, no... It's it's time's up basically is the the whole point of it. Uh, the the de Edward the Edward demon nefarious is able to pull one hand free from the cuffs and choke the fuck out of Martin until he gets really angry and like gets he's able to get away. Uh, Edward gets the shit kicked out of him by the guards while Martin is able to sign the paperwork that says no this guy is totally sane. Uh, we go through a long, drawn-out sequence now, which is just long and makes me sad. But we get the whole bit where uh, Edward's getting his hair cut, uh, he's getting refused his meal, and they even do the whole explanation that he is not being lethally injected. He's getting the chair. Well, but they tr they, they said they that, said that earlier. The, yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's... He's getting the chair, so they're cutting his hair off, and then they're uh, soaking his head, which I know that they do that uh, from uh, the Green Mile. Mm. So I was like, oh, Green Mile, <laughs> the whole time. Uh, which uh, they put everybody up in the uh, the viewing area. Uh, a detective sits down next to uh, the doctor with a gun, a fully loaded gun inside of the prison. I cannot understand how that that happened. Yeah, that doesn't. That was that, that doesn't make any sense. Not supposed Maybe it's to happen. He's a police officer, I guess. Even if he's a police officer, they don't let you walk around. I don't care where you're from, but maybe he's the the you know the part that we didn't know. I'm like, I've been to a prison. I know yeah. <laughs> they don't let that. Well, shit I mean, in there. it's 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 the the whole hospital thing. That's that's one of those like okay, uh huh, sure, uh, situations where they're like, yeah, no, we'll just let you walk around without you know anything on there uh but um this was was the 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 weird part where they're like oh they they shock him a couple of times i think it's twice uh mm -hmm. and then he dies uh and that's when nefarious jumps into dr martin who freaks out grabs a hold of the detective's gun puts it under his chin because he's like you should have taken our offer there jimmy boy uh and in the meantime jimmy is praying uh for uh salvation from god uh to the point where uh the demon clicks three times 
on a bullet in a chamber uh, and it doesn't go off and then everybody restrains uh, Dr. Martin and that's uh, the flash forward to the Glenn Beck uh, part. To one year later. Yeah. One year later, he's sitting in the Glenn Beck room, which is kind of the dullest interview ever. But we get the explanation uh, that Dr. Martin has changed the words of the the dark gospel, I guess, mm-hmm. was what uh, the nefarious, nefarious wrote. Uh, and he, so he rewrote the book and, uh, therefore it is a cautionary tale that we shouldn't, we should immediately pay attention to, to evil around us and fight it with all of our, our, our soul and might and salvation. Uh, which just tells me that, you know, the world was saved by editorial in this situation. <laughs> he just went in, just a couple of changes, you know, just tip, snip, snip, done. You imagine what we could have done if we had put the whole damn thing into Grammarly. Just completely just... Ha-ha! Screw you. Um, and uh, that's the end. Uh, Doc Martin walks outside of the uh, the Glenn Beck Studios, and a homeless lady is out there. He does offer her 20 bucks, uh, and she says that she's nefarious. And then it ends. Yeah. It's a heavy one. This is a heavy, heavy watch. I do not suggest watching this uh, with people like... For a party movie, like this is this is a a let's everybody kind of sit and discuss it afterwards kind of movie, right? Yes, yeah. very much so. This is that you, you're gonna want to you're gonna want that anyway, just to kind of de decompress from it. This is you're gonna need a moment afterwards. We did not get a moment. No. I did not get a moment. Well, you you didn't want one. <laughs> Either way. But that's the that's the thing. It's is you gotta you gotta now. I'm I'm used to these kind kind of theological discussions, so I'm I'm. You know, I can see where this kind of heaviness, though, would hit somebody who's not. So, hmm. you know, I I would recommend that anybody who isn't used to these kind of, like, discussions or concepts or anything like that, just maybe take a moment. Maybe do this as, like, a half-day kind of thing. You know, kind of watch it for, like, 20 minutes. Maybe go to church afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Okay, what are you gonna rate it? Oh, this one's this one's solid. This is a, I, I'm gonna give this eight broken uh, Edward fingers out of ten. I mean, it was a this is a solid movie. Is this a a horror movie that you're gonna want to watch over and over and over again? No, but does this do you feel uh, you know good for it? Like I I feel like it's a a, a decent. It, I I feel fulfilled for watching it. I mean, this is not the, the you know this is. Was not a shit the bed, which thank God it didn't. It didn't uh, last uh, last shift itself at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, this had a a solid you know beginning, middle, and end. It it was solid. I mean, it's a, a dense, solid movie. Um, it, without the themes in it, uh, I I don't think it would be. So you have to have the uh, the themes of theology and, and you know Christianity and all the the, the fighting against. Uh, you know the works of, of Satan and all that kind of stuff in there, uh, so you can't divorce it from its um, its you know kind of main thing on there. But you know you can sit there and, and just enjoy the movie. Uh, you really will enjoy it from having just Sean Patrick Flannery act the hell out of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was way better than most of the people in this. You know what about you? Uh, I am actually gonna give it a ten out of ten. Like it, it, it affected was. You? It made me think a lot. Okay. And it made me think a lot. And it made me cry in some parts, which is crazy because it was just so emotional. Like, the the acting alone was emotional. 
And it's not horror in the way that we've been watching horror movies. It's a different kind of horror. It's not a scary movie. It's a scary movie where... And it's, it does count as a horror film, though. I mean, it's That's just, the weird part to me. It's just, man, it, it, it hit me hard. Which, you know what? Every movie that hits me this hard, 10 out of 10. Because okay. I'll be thinking about it for a if while. If it afterwards. affects you, if it changes you at the the end of it, I'm I'm sure that that's that is one of those things that they don't do a lot in now movies, like movies that have been coming out lately. Uh, well, it's is, always jump scares, or it's always things that you know it, it's it's frightening at the time, but do you think about it afterwards? Yeah. Like we always compare things to to good meals. Like was it a heavy stew? Like is it? Like there's so much in in it, and that's exactly how this one is. This like is it a, makes a, you think. This is like a, a dehydrated protein bar. It's like the like not just a protein bar. It's like a protein loaf. And you just you no know, keep eating it. It's like this is too many calories. It's like no keep doing it. And you're like okay, I'll do it. It was a very dense movie. Well, I liked it though. So take, oh, yeah, ten I, out of ten. I, I, I gave it an eight. You know, I I think like I said, this is a solid movie. The fact that they were able to do. A lot with what little they had was amazing. I wish, I wish Sean Patrick Flannery had somebody better to work against other than the uh, the Belfie guy. Um, he's not a bad actor. He's This was just, this was above and beyond what he could have really kind of grasped on there. See, I didn't think he did all that bad, but Sean Patrick Flannery really, like, oh, yeah. well, he, he, I mean, it's hard to top him oh, no, in this no, movie. No, you, you wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want anybody else doing this, but if I could have, uh, like, Deputy So-and-So do this uh, from the, uh, for, for the, uh, yeah. the Doc Martin part, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have that. Um, but, I think it'd be great. Yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery was definitely the best oh, person great. to play. I cannot imagine anybody else playing this character. Oh no, no. This was this like I said, solid movie. And you can pick this one up. You're gonna have to pick it up on we got this one from what, Walmart, I think it was? I think so. It's yeah. a it's at Walmart for ten dollars. Yeah. Well, I I wish that I had been able to get the Blu ray version because I like Blu ray for everything. But... Yeah, we found the D V D for that one. Yeah, but um I think it's worth it. I would totally I, ten, I mean if it if it changed you afterwards then that's that's worth the ten bucks, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's the price of admission right there, and ten dollars. I mean, that's less than a, a theater ticket now. For real, you know. Uh, but uh, what about you? Did you enjoy this movie? Did you did you see it? Did you not see it? Did you do you remember anything that Sean Patrick Flannery was in? I already gave you a couple of, of stuff, but what was your favorite movie with him being in it? Let us know. Reach out to us esat three am at gmail.com. That's going to be the best way to reach us. You can also reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at esat three am. Uh, you can also get us on our main website, esat3am.com. On there is going to be a little link to uh, leave us a voicemail. You can always leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your melodious voice. Uh, but until next time, uh, we will see y'all later. Yep. Hopefully with a little, uh, we'll do something bubblegum pop. We'll, yeah, something light. Yeah, we 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 ate our <laughs> we ate our meal. It's it's time for dessert. Mm-hmm. Let's have something else. All right. See you next time. Yep. See you soon. Bye.